have you guys ever had the thing where you're asleep and you feel somebody like press on you, like someone sitting sits on you or presses? No, this is this just fuck. Yeah. Okay, that's you. But tell us about it. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. So I hear Enzo playing before dinner. I hear him playing about a train accident, bus accident, something. And 10 people were trapped and killed on the bus. (gasps) And he's like going on in this very dramatic voice about everything. And I hear Tim like muttering and he comes around the corner. He just goes, when he has to go in, to talk to the teachers about what he's saying. You're going. You're going in to talk to them. <laughs> because we're watching ghost shows now, like regularly. We For just God's watched sake. we just watched our first Kindred Spirits tonight. Joy! Wait, is there a new season that I didn't know? No. Oh, no. Okay. But he was like, Ghost Train. And I was like, this is actually one of my favorite ones in the series. So, yes, let's watch it. Joy. Um, Wait, is that the one where they're like at this crazy little bed and breakfast? And there was like, yeah. Okay. Oh, Joy. That is a perfect one to start him on. I know. And we already (laughs) watched a whole bunch of Holzer files. And he was like, wait, is Cindy on this one too? And I was like, no, Cindy's not on this one. So he knows about the Holes of Files one with the hand through the floor and... The- no, no. Oh. I didn't let him watch all of them. Oh, okay. I don't really... I don't mind stuff like accidents because I, I feel like it's weirdly a good way to bring up things to him to talk right. about. Um, I don't need him knowing what a serial killer and a torso murder means right now. That... Yes. I don't. I don't need that. Um, yes. Good point. Um, hi. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello. Hey. Hi, I'm Emily. I- I'm Joy. And this is the, the residuals. residuals, your favorite every other week podcast featuring right. true firsthand accounts of creepy, creepy, unexplainable, paranormal, strange, or, you know, historical shit. And yeah. us talking about everything that doesn't have anything to do with that stuff too um what do we have on the docket today um listen joy we're going into the future today we are that's right hold on to your ass hold on tight to that cheek situation we're going deep deep into the future on the other side of the hemisphere to new zealand here we go the beautiful wilds of new zealand Although she keeps telling us that she doesn't think she has any stories. I think she's full of shit. Oh my God. She was, hang on. I Every think she's, time. I think she might oh, be coming. Hang on. Uh, uh, oh my oh. God. Hi. 
Hi. Can you Hi. hear me okay? Yeah. Um, thanks so much for having me. Hi. It's funny because, you know, I've been listening to season one and then I had to stop listening to season one because I started freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, for sorry? but for why would you freak out? I mean, I'm not like, really sorry, but I mean, I was binging the hell out of it. I was like, watch, I was not paying attention to my kids. Like nobody <laughs> talked to me. You know, I was doing laundry and I had it in. And then at one point they like knocked on the window of the laundry room just to say hi. And I was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, that would happen to me even if I wasn't listening to anything. Right. I- no, usually, like I'm super intense. Like, so my husband and I have this game where I'll scare him because his his reaction is hilarious. Like, anytime I scare him, it's extreme. He says, "Jesus, Mary, and Joseph!" Like he falls backwards. Like his eyes get really big. I fall down. And I lose it. When he tries to scare me, he did this last night. I was listening to something, came up behind me and just like tapped me. And I just turned around and I was like, had a knife in my hand. <laughs> yeah. Like super intense. And I'm just like, and I said to him, do you want to die? Like, what are you trying? Like, do you want to die? Cause that's what you're doing. You're going to die. It's going to be an accident, but you will die. Hey. Everybody heard it here first. If you find her husband dead, it was, it was his fucking fault. It's yeah. his fault. It was he his didn't fault. listen. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, oh but listening God. to the residuals, I turn into him, right? They knock out the window. Hey, mom. She's Mary and Joseph. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I'm so sorry. But again, mm. I'm not because I feel like that means we're doing our jobs. Exactly. But this reminded me like shit has been happening to me my whole life. Like shit happens all the time in your life. I mean, you're bumping up it all the time. At least I feel like that's what my life's been like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the big one, I think the big one that came up was the man in the black hat. Yes. Yes. That was the first one for me when I was, I listened to that and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, yes. Oh my God, the man in the black hat. Um, I was dating a guy in my early twenties. He was like in his mid to late twenties. It was, you know, first relationship out of university and he lived in this apartment building that was a converted factory of some kind in Pennsylvania. It was in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And um, a lot of Amish people around in the, you know, the areas around there and everything. And he had um, sleep paralysis. So on occasion, when we would have naps in the middle of the day, he would do the sound while he was sleeping. He would start going, and I'd no. wake up and yeah. And I turned to him and I'd like shake him like what's going on. And the first time it happened, he explained to me, yeah, he has sleep paralysis. So what happens is he'll wake up. His body's awake. He's hearing voices. He thinks people are in the room. He can't mm. wake himself up. So he's trying to wake himself up. He's trying to scream and that's the sound that's coming out. So this happened a couple of times and I would be like, okay, he's having an episode or a thing. And I just shake him to wake him up and be like, okay, let's get out of bed. Let's go do something. So the last time it happened, it was right before, it was like a little while, I think we broke up soon after this, but um, so we were sleeping, we we're having a snap in the middle of the day. And the way the bedroom was set up was when you lied, when you would lie in bed, you could, the feet faced out the door. So the door to the bedroom was at the foot of the bed. And if you open the bedroom door, there were stairs. So it was like the second level of the apartment. So you could see the stairs and anyone coming up the stairs, you could see. And in my dream, we were sleeping and it was a, one of those dreams where you wake up, but you're still asleep. Like you think you're awake, but you're still asleep. 
Mm-hmm. So I wake up in the dream and I see a man in a black hat in no. a black suit. No, thank you. Walking up the stairs. No, stop it. <laughs> and he comes up and he stands at the foot of the bed and he's on Jeffrey's side. So he's standing at the foot of the bed on Jeffrey's side. And I start screaming at him, get away from him, like, fuck off, fuck you, get away from him, you can't have him, like, all this stuff. And while this is happening, Jeffrey then starts going, (gasps) making that sound. So I wake up for real now, and I turn, and he's having sleep paralysis and trying to get out of his, yeah, what happened, Joy? Nothing. (laughs) There wasn't just a noise in my room. I had... That's I sounded like somebody sneezed. Oh no, it was like the buckle on my podcast suitcase. Oh, because I'm a traveling good. performer. Um, yeah, I don't know, whatever. I'm just chalking it up to gravity. It's fine. Okay, gravity, it's fine. Yeah, so I wake him up because now we're having, and I said to him, I was like, hey what's going on? And he's like, somebody's in the room. I said, yeah. And he couldn't see the people when he was having sleep paralysis. I was like, yeah, there's a guy at the end of the bed. Let's get the fuck out of here. So we just got up. It was the middle of the day. So luckily it was still bright out. It wasn't one of those like nighttime things where you'd be horrified, but I was like, okay, we're going to get up and we're going to leave now. And we just got up and like left and like and went burnt out the house down and never <laughs> went back again. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think I slept there very much after that. No. I honestly would say that's probably more horrifying than at nighttime because it's daytime and you can clearly see this man coming up the stairs in his hat. Yeah. In bright light. Yeah. I'm getting But were there details to him or was it like Yeah, he had he had a face. Like I know a lot of people don't see faces. Yeah, he had a face. Maybe it's because it was daytime, right? Maybe. He was tall and slender and he had on this suit and he looked very Amish to me. And that's why I mentioned the Amish thing. Cause I was like, Oh, he looks like we, you know, we live in Amish country, mm-hmm. but he had the big black hat and he had like a very narrow, very um, like lots of lines in his face, white hair, grayish hair and light eyes. And like Whoa. just a real, um, I don't know. Like to me, it's like one of those, like someone, if you cast him in a movie, he'd be like a creepy preacher or something like that. Yeah. No. Um, I have like three things to say about this. Okay. Number one, Um, the Amish hat thing. um, I've heard when we have talked to people and read and, and whatever about the man in the hat, the hats change, but there's always a hat. So Mm. I don't know if that was like a regional thing, like you're saying, because I know that people have said, oh, it was a bowler. It was a fedora or whatever, mm-hmm. but it was a different kind of hat. Second, I'm going to lose my train. I thought I know it's going to happen. Um, the. Have you ever heard of being pulled into somebody else's dream? I've heard of people having simultaneous dreams like, oh, you were in my dream last night. We were doing this. And yeah, same. But I've never been heard of like actually being pulled into someone's dream. That that's that's very similar. To. That's very similar. Like you're having the mm-hmm. same dream. You're both in the same place in the dream and you experience the same things just from your own perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing I was going to say is I'm not entirely convinced that this is a ghost situation because part of my brain really likes to think of it as some sort of weird time travel like otherworldly 
people because they always seem to be fully manifested. They don't ever seem to be wispy, transparent things. No, um, it doesn't feel like a ghost situation. It was like there's a man in the house right, who shouldn't be here. Oh, God. Yeah. So I, ha- I, I know that when we've talked about it and we watched, what was that? It's just the man in the hat, right? Isn't yeah. there another one? Too? I think it's called the nightmare. Oh, yeah. And there was the whole family who said mm-hmm. that they saw they would see him. So there were like things about it being hereditary maybe or whatever. But I find it interesting that these things are happening to him, your boyfriend with a sleep paralysis. And you know that he makes these noises when it's him trying to scream because he sees these things and he tells you that. And then you see this exact thing when you think you're sleeping, but I'm not entirely convinced you were asleep either. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, here and here's the thing for me is like if, if going back and I was like, oh, let me put like a list of things that I could say were like weird things that happened to me, and they all come out in dream world for me. Like they all show up when I'm dreaming. Like I would have mm-hmm. prescient dreams when I was a kid of like things that would happen in the future. My grandmother did it. My mom did it. Um, oh, oh, the plot thickens. <laughs> but it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't feel weird. I don't know because how other people explain normal. it. Because that's your normal. Yeah. Because that's your normal. You know nothing else. If you never talked about this with other people and it never came up, you would think it happened to them too because they wouldn't tell you it didn't. Legit. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, like ghosty things happen when I'm dreaming. Like they'll show up um, like in the they, house. Like, What do they oh, look like? Like what happens? Well, it's just different things. Like in the house I grew up with, um, that we spent the most amount of time in, in Pennsylvania with my brother, my sister, my mom, um, there would be dreams of entities being in there. There was one entity that I couldn't see. It was just a black entity and like picked me up and was about to throw me out the window. And I woke up and you could, I mean, you could chalk that up to nightmares. It was what, (laughs) what I'm sorry. In my sleep. Hold up a minute. When you woke up, were you still in your bed or when you woke I, up, were you not in where you were sleeping? I was in my bed and my hands were gripping my thighs where that entity had picked me up. It had picked me up on my thighs and thrown me over its shoulder and was about oh. to take me out. And so I had my hands down. Okay. 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 Or like in the same house where my mom Again, super religious. And I think my mom can see things. Well, she definitely can see and hear things, but she chalks it up to the devil. So she just ignores it and then starts uh, praying a lot. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's like, she's like, oh, it's the devil. It's the devil. The devil's trying to get me. And I'm like, yeah, mom. It's the devil. <laughs> it's the devil. No, it is, it is funny. I find I'm it like, very funny. Not the man in the hat. That scares the piss out of me. And then the devil, I'm like laughing off. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> no, I, I'm well, just thinking it's like Uncle Frank, who passed away two years ago, just right. coming back because he wants that recipe. <laughs> it's not She's devil. like, fuck off. It's the devil. You can't um, have my secret sauce. Well, there was one night she told me about, this was a weird, another weird dream thing where I was, I would have been, I don't know, 16 or 17 years old. And I was sleeping in my room and dreaming of like demons chasing me. Mm. And like, so I, this is not uncommon. Like right. every once in a while I get these dreams of like demons chasing me and I'm running and I get, I ch- climb this tree and they're under the tree and they're like making fun of me and they're teasing me. And I'm trying to say the Lord's prayer, but I can't remember it. And I'm trying to say it in Greek and I can't remember. And it's just not coming out of my mouth. And like, it's just this horrifying thing. In the meantime, while I'm doing this, 
my mother in real life is downstairs praying because I don't know what she was praying for. Something was up where she needed to pray real hard all night about it. So she's got candles lit and she's in, you know, praying and praying and she's feeling, she feels something come up the stairs behind her and like all around her back. So she's praying harder and louder. Fuck off. And right before, and while she's doing this, my stepdad is sleeping in the bedroom, in their bedroom, which was, their bedroom was on the first floor. My mom's on the second floor. I'm on the third floor. So he's in the bedroom and it's summertime And so we had those pull down shades, but the window is open. And he said, he's sitting there and he feels this chill in the air and he looks and the shade gets pushed open as if someone's pushing it to walk in, not just with the wind. It just was pushed and held open. Like somebody came in, flapped closed, and he heard uh, footsteps going up the stairs where my mom was. Your grandmother was busy doing some bullshit down there. Shut the fuck up. So all this shit was happening at the same time. I was having this weird dream. My mom was praying. My my stepdad sees this thing. And yeah. Oh my Jesus Christ on a cracker. Summoning demons and or repelling demons and fighting them in your dreams. And oh my God. Yeah. That's you are like that's a lot, dude. That's a lot. But I always feel like, I don't know. I guess I feel like it's like, yeah, but people have dreams about demons, right? Don't you have dreams about demons chasing you? Not while you and- is your grandmother was doing this downstairs? No, my mom. Her mom. My Not mom. while your mom is like lighting candles and telling people to get the fuck out or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. She was. The, yeah. There's some conjuring shit happening Only downstairs. Devil, I had devil chasing dreams when I was little, but it was in the brownie hut you know like the brownies are like i'm sure they have them where you're on new zealand oh, they're yeah. like they're like the baby girl guides girl scouts mm-hmm. and yeah. i was a brownie and in the brownie hut which was like the shitty like wooden uh, uh uh town hall thing where we lived but they were it was the muppets it was it was animal from the muppets but he was a demon and he was chasing me from end to end and I clearly remember that one end was lit green, the other end was lit red, and there was gingham curtains on the windows. And it was terrifying because I'm like, it's animal, but it's a demon. Yeah. It's a Muppet, but it's a demon. And it was just like that couldn't escape yeah. it, trapped in a room, ch- being chased. Mm-hmm. Not, not like I didn't have a mom like saying the rosary and Hail no. Mary suddenly yeah. to me, though, that I'm aware of. Oh, the last time she stayed. So it seems like every time we move into a new place, shit shows up. So that was like one house. The next house we moved into, as I would be falling asleep, I would hear sounds like, um, like it would sound like a party was going on. Like I could hear people talking like it was a party. And then at one point, I remember hearing someone, and this would happen for a few, like every once in a while it would happen like, oh, there's a party happening. And then I fall asleep. And then one night it was the party and there was a sound like a voice of a man that came right up to my ear and he was like you bitch really intense and i just flew out of bed and like you know i wasn't asleep yet i was just falling asleep and turned the light on and then i was like okay sleeping with the light on from here on out like that's not happening again yeah whoa shit fuck I've had like a disembodied voice say something next to me before but it was not mean no, I don't know what well, I that would almost do. felt like 
I mean, it was in my ear, but it felt like, is that directed toward me? Or is, is it something that happened in this room many years ago? Right. Okay. And, and I'm just in place of the person they were talking to. Sure. I don't know. I was like in my early 20s at the time, I think, or my late teens. I was not, you know, interested in figuring out. I was like, someone just called me a bitch. I'm up. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't no. see you because if I could see you, I would cut your face. I but... was just gonna say, did you <laughs> have always knife have a you? knife? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did sleep with a knife under my bed. You did. Okay. I did because because um, we did have a break in when I was in that house. So and oh, and God. I was I happened to be home and the guy walked right into my bedroom. <gasps> no, and I was like, I looked at him. I went, "What the fuck, man." Yeah, he didn't know anyone was home. So then he, I chased him out of the house. Like I was like, the fuck? And I got out and That's like my girl. Ran out and <laughs> I like I am so glad that we are friends with you because <laughs> I would not want to be on your bad side. I feel like you would be the person that I would like try and like roll up to drunk in a club to try and start shit and then immediately because like I had like should just mush your face. I would, yeah. Like I'd get have out of balls. here. I'd have my, no. my liquor ball strapped on and being like, what? You want to take it outside? And you'd be like, yeah, let's go. And then I would immediately piss myself and just. Oh, I, I, I feel this though. Like I used to sleep with a machete under my mattress mm. and people were like, you know, Joy, most people just have a bat. Like it's not the machete is a little much. And I was like, well, I don't know. I figure if you're going to break in my house and you're going to see my small, very tattooed, probably underwear clad ass come at you with a machete across the room, you're more likely to run away from me. A bat, you actually have to like put power behind it and wield it. Like a machete, you just have to be like, like, I have a machete. Like you're going to get hurt no matter what, if you come near me. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Just turn around and go out the way you came in. Agreed. Lock up after yourself. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm going back to bed. Tell your friends I, not to come here. I just have a collection of cups and water bottles next to <laughs> my side of the bed and like a stack of books that I keep saying I'm going to read, but I'm not going to. So I can just throw those. You can throw right? Those. I don't yeah. have a machete anymore. Okay. I do have a hammer though. There we go, Joy. Mm. A little safer for children in the house. True. <laughs> Still will crack your skull if I use it the opposite way. I like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like Claw. This. Using my noodle. Yeah. So, you're saying that weird shit happened every time you moved. Yeah. So we move into, so that was like another house we lived in. Always and then, Pennsylvania, though? That was Pennsylvania. And then I went to, when I went to university, when I went to undergrad in Washington, D.C., um, I was, I had two roommates and we were in the dorms and, uh, in one room, it was me and my roommate, Tanya. And then in the other room, there was like a tiny little alcove that Kelly was in. So she was by herself in this single, but it was a suite and, um, and we had a bathroom in there as well. And so Kelly said, so weird shit would happen to me in there. So, um, I was on the crew team my freshman year and I'd have to get up at like 5 a.m. to go and row crew. But I also was a freshman, so I would party all night and sleep for two hours and then go row crew, right? <laughs> As you would. <laughs> so I remember a couple of times coming home, like rolling in after using my fake ID to get drunk. Um, <laughs> and I would put on my my workout gear down to my sneakers 
And then I would keep my little, I had a little reading light next to my bed. I would keep it on to make sure I'd wake up. And then I would, I remember just falling asleep, like on my face, fully dressed with the light on. I was going to sleep for two hours and then I'd have to get up like maybe three hours. And I woke up and the covers, my bed was pushed up against the wall. The covers had been pulled and wrapped around me like a little burrito. The light was off. It was, I was all tucked in. Oh my God. So I'm getting up at 5 a.m. I'm like, oh, one of my roommates got up in the middle of the night, had to go to the bathroom and like, but why would they pull the cover from, you know, where the bed is, you know, between the bed and the wall? I didn't think anything of it. And then I asked them the next day and they were like, no. And then like another time, my roommate, Kelly, she goes, there was someone in our room last night. And I said, what are you talking about? She goes, Georgia, someone was standing at the end of your bed looking at you while you were sleeping. No, 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 fuck. And he, and she said it was like a man. And she said, it looked like someone just wearing a white t-shirt. And she was like, Hey, Hey, excuse me, excuse me. Cause when she would sit up in bed, she could see straight to the front door. And that was at the bottom of my bed. And she said the person turned and looked at her and she turned her light on and there was no one there. Shut the fuck up. No. And then she was like, was there a pile of clothes somewhere? Am I seeing things in the dark? Like trying to figure out what would have made this image in the dark. But she said they turned and looked at her. Wait, and she didn't wake you up to tell you this? No, she told me next morning. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Mm-hmm. And I still keep going back to the fact that you said, I don't have anything really that's ever happened yeah. that I'd ever. Jo- Georgia. No. I'm sorry, darling. I mean, I guess if I think about it all together, just, in, in yeah, like in a group. Just a bit. Just a bit. Yeah. I mean, when you um, list them all out in an outline. Yeah. yeah when you of, write yeah. it down. It's it is just, like a Wikipedia a entry list. of weird paranormal shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess if I think about that way. <laughs> so how long were you in D.C. for? So I was there for the four years that I was at uni, maybe a little bit longer. Did it, did, a little longer. did it just happen? Did things just happen in that dorm or did things happen in other places? That dorm and then the other places um, were just different weird shit. I think there was more like... I think it was less ghosty paranormal stuff and more like spiritual weird paranormal stuff. Like okay. um, I moved into this other apartment and I was going through a really rough breakup. Like I had this, like my first like big love boyfriend that I lived with. And then he broke up with me and we were living in the studio apartment and he moved out. Um, but before we broke up while we were having this rough time, like things started showing up, like all of a sudden I'd be walking by the TV that was on. It was like, and now stories about angels. And then I'd go to a bookstore and I was like, oh, I want to get the latest, I don't know, Tom Clancy book. I don't know what was, you know, whatever right. it was. And it was like a book about angels would like fall off the shelf in front of me. Mm-hmm. And, and I had a dream in that apartment that I died. Like I had a dream I was dead oh, no. and I was in this like auditorium and it was sort of like, you know, the afterlife. And I was looking for my parents. Like I needed to find my mom and I found my mom and she was like gorgeous and 17 years old. And I was, and she was sort of like, Hey, and I'm like, okay, I need to find dad. And mm-hmm. I was looking for my dad and I couldn't find my dad anywhere. And I had to find my dad. And they were sort of like, 
row by row sending us into the afterlife and they made my row stand up and they were like row three or whatever you know these like (laughs) angels at the end of the row so weird but I stand up and as I stood up I woke up but I woke up like I had been shot out of bed like I flew up in bed as if like air had been brought back into my body like I didn't have air like I had I felt like I had actually been dead and then like like was back in the bo- in my body, back in this life. And I was sitting up in bed and like breathing heavy. That's Shut some like off. astral projection Legit. shit, right? Legit. Yeah. yeah. So stuff like that, like in that place, stuff like that happened. I don't think any, I don't think I had anything weird in New York. I'm trying to think about my New York apartments, if there was anything weird there. <laughs> I love that you don't have anything weird in New York. It, of all places, right? <laughs> you think that's where all the weird shit happens. <laughs> Our house in LA had a ghost in it for sure. Cause someone would stand in the doorway. I could feel someone standing in the doorway, staring at us all the time when we first moved in. It's just so rude. Why so just... do that? And so I had the whole <laughs> chat. Like I did the whole, like, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to take care of this place. We love it here. And we want to have a family here. And you know, the whole, like, you can stick around. I just don't want to know you're here. I don't want to see you. I don't want to feel you Yeah. yeah. if you want to stay. But if you want to move on, this place is going to be take, very well taken care of. Like, don't yeah. worry about it. Um, Because the previous owner had died out Ew. in the backyard. Oh. Yeah. And he was like yeah. a hoarder, alcoholic situation. Um. So we had someone come clear the house actually after we had the kids. So we had the kids and yeah, we had someone come and do a clearing and she was like, oh, there's this like male energy. Cause I would always say like, even after I said that, like I would feel this heaviness while I was in the house. I'd be like, God, I'm just so depressed. Or I'm in this one part of the house, especially where I had like my office and would would do work. I'm like, I've got to go out. I've got to get out and go do groceries. And it would take me three hours to like leave the house. Oh, Wow. And then once I was outside, I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm out. I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Right. And I was just chalked it up to George needs medication. <laughs> right. But once they cleared the house where she was like, there's this heavy male energy and he does not like you. Like he had this thing against women. Yeah. I guess his wife. So the story that came out from the the clearing of the house was that he and his wife lived there, had a kid. The kid died very young, like toddler oh. age. Oh no! And he blamed her and she just wanted to move on with her life and yeah. he never moved on. So she ended up having an affair with someone and then like leaving and moving on. And yeah. he just stayed there hating her and hating his life and feeling really sad. So just we did this whole clearing. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we, and we sent him off. Well, I mean, if you must have other situations where you have walked into places having never been there before and you just feel things because you seem to be empathic or like in touch or some sort of seer in some respect. I think I definitely can feel if a space feels off. Like I couldn't tell you someone died in this corner, but right. Right. But you can like tell something feels weird. I feel heavy. I feel uncomfortable I feel happy I feel like it's a good space to be in yeah I can definitely feel that but doesn't everybody feel that is that just me no some people don't I mean I certainly am like that but I grew up with a mom where we would go like 
antiquing or something, you know, cause we grew up in Connecticut. So it's like, go take the Sunday drive and go look at antiques and old houses. And she'd, you know, touch like a banister somewhere and be like, Oh joy. I'm getting vibes. Oh God. You know, like that's how she was. And <laughs> that's just, I was like, yeah, man, I get it. Like I could like imagine some woman dressed a certain way. We describe things, you know, like, Oh, just imagine them walking down the stairwell here. And, and I was just like, yeah, we're just using our imaginations. Right. Right, right. Cricket, cricket, right. <laughs> like, I, oh, I maybe have a not. Question. I got a question for you. That why? Why was it after the the kids were born that you had someone come in? Did things happen after the the kids were born? Someone had mentioned a friend of a friend had mentioned that they had something going on in their house, and their kid was seeing something in their room. And then they had mentioned that they had gotten someone to clear the house. And I was like, you know what? I thought we had taken care of whatever issue we had here in the house. Oh, backing, backtracking to um, maybe three, four years before I had the kids, I had cancer and I was really sick. So I was in the hospital at one point after a surgery and my mom was staying at the house to watch our dog because my husband stayed in the hospital with me. And she w- she said she will never sleep at our house alone again because... Mm. She's like, the dog was at the back door barking and there was nobody there, but she oh. could hear someone going, trying to open the door. No, no, no. no. Mm-hmm. And then she was in the kitchen washing the dishes and at the kitchen sink, we have two windows that look into the backyard, but the kitchen is higher. You have to be on a ladder to look into the windows of the kitchen from the backyard because we're oh. at like this hill. Yeah, yeah, and she yeah. said there was a face in the window. No. Yeah. Oh, I Okay, this... This is the first time we've done an episode other than the one we did at, at Rachel's house, which we did it inside her house that is haunted. This is the first time we've done an episode where I've had goosebumps the entire fucking time. Every just, time you say something, I'm like, it's just crawling up my back, like my yeah. shoulders and my neck. And I, every, <laughs> the whole thing, I'm like, I know where this is going. I don't want her to finish that sentence. I don't want to hear it. Nope. Nope. I don't want to know about the face that is inevitably going to show up in the window that it has no right being there. Cause it's too fucking high. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Jesus. No, you're but that's when wrong. I think, yeah. But I also think at that point, I'm like, mom, someone's trying to say something to you. You can either be like, what do you want? Or, you know, fuck off. And she Instead, just says everything. It's the fucking devil. It's the devil. It's the devil's trying to get her. And they're like, I'm not, my name is Judy. I just <laughs> want to say hi. After that, I was like, okay, is there something going on in the house? But I didn't really feel anything. And then after we had the kids, I mean, everything, the house is always great. Like it always felt really light and lovely, but it was just that I started feeling that heaviness and going, is it hormones? Is it this? Is it that? Well, shit, if it's the house, let's get it cleared and see if that makes a difference. Made a huge difference to the point where, yeah, yeah, like I had, um, I was taking clients in my house and they like, I remember my clients the next day just being like, wow, the house feels different. Did you clean? What, what is, what's different? I, mean, I was like, bitch, like, I cleaned every day. Yes, <laughs> I cleaned for sure. I <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. nuts. So like, <sighs> but you weren't noticing like anything kind of futzing with the kids, nothing with the baby monitors, none of that shit. None of the baby monitor stuff. Um, my son would have dreams of an old woman. He had this recurring dream of an old woman who kept coming in and she would tickle him. <laughs> Yeah, it's like this old woman, old woman. And then once we left there, he never dreamt of her again. Huh. And he would sleepwalk. 
he does, you know, he, he doesn't sleepwalk now, but he would sleepwalk in that house. Yeah. That's creepy mm. when you, when your kid's little toddler is sleepwalking. <laughs> it's the weird sleeping thing, isn't it? It's like you're yeah. in this place of like, I don't, have you guys ever had the thing where you're asleep and you feel somebody like press on you? Like someone sitting, sits on you or presses. No, this is, this just, <laughs> fuck, no. okay. Okay. That's you, no, but tell us about it. Tell us. <laughs> you guys know. You guys know, like, when you're kind of half asleep and you open your eyes a little and there's, like, just a bunch of demons dancing around your bed. You know? No? I will have people, like, I will have the feeling, and it doesn't happen often, but I will have the feeling of someone, like, sitting, like, pressing on my chest or, like, holding me down where I can't move. Um, and then I have to like fight my way to wake up and I wake up and I'm like, fuck. And I just have to get out of bed and like turn the light on and just, you know, and it happens, it happened to me once on an Amtrak train. That was the weirdest fucking thing. I was on Amtrak going from, I think, New York to Boston and I had fallen asleep. I was up, up next to the window and I think I had my bag on the seat next to me. Cause I was like, don't sit here. Cause I'm that asshole. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't sit there. If there's another seat, go sit in another seat. Um, and I fell asleep and I was leaning against the window and we came to a stop and I heard people get on and I, and I felt someone sit down next to me and the train kept going and then they put their hand on me. Like they started to touch me, like put their mm. hand on me No. no. and I woke up and there was nobody sitting next to me. My bag was still there. No. no. But I'm aware of the fact that we came to a stop. There are people getting on the train. Like, I wasn't dreaming that. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, you're dreaming you're on a train. No, I'm on right. a train. It came to a stop. People got on. Someone sat down next to no, me. It's, it's that interstitial space where you're not quite, you're half in, half out, you know? No, 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 no. Listen, when you have shit like this happen, like, since you have not been living in the same house as your mom, have you ever called her and been like, did you have any fucking seance circles or some shit in the house tonight? Because weird things happened. Like, have you ever tried or happened to find out that like something was going on with her while it was going on with you again? I feel like I get too much d- judgment from her, like, cause I don't go to church and stuff. So it's like, as soon as I say something, which so I don't, I don't bring it up because if I'm yeah. like, Hey mom, you know, I had this weird thing. She'd be like, you need to go to church. Why you not go to church? You know, oh and I'm just and you're like, like, you go to church and it still happens to you. So why more? Yeah. Right. That's that reminds me of this one time. My friend Lori was, I was living in New York and I was living in hell's kitchen, but I don't think it has anything to do with the apartment, but just that I was there. She was in this really horrible relationship with an alcoholic and she had finally left him. It was very abusive. And she had finally left him for like the third or fourth time. And I think she eventually went back to him um, because we lost touch after this, Mm. but she was in this really bad state and she, we were on the phone for a really long time together and she was crying and she had left and she didn't know what she was going to do. And I was like, look, you need to sleep. And I was trying to get her to calm down and go to sleep. And as, because it was really late at night and as we were going to sleep, I remember um, I got off the phone with her and I, I said like a little prayer to my guardian angel. And I was like, look, Lori really needs you. 
I'm okay right now. I think I was living with my sister and she was actually, we were sleeping in the same bed at that time. And I was like, Joanna's guardian angels here to take, keep an eye on us. We're just sleeping tonight, but Lori needs you. Can you please go and like reinf- give her some reinforcements? Um, and then I was like, but I need you at 7.30 AM because I got to walk across town to get to work. <laughs> 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 so I got, I called her the next day and I was like, how are you doing? She was like, the weirdest thing happened. I had the best sleep. She goes, I haven't slept so good in so long. She goes, but like at seven 30 on the dot, I was like wide awake. And I was like, yes, oh sorry. I, I needed my, <laughs> I needed someone to come back. How dare you, Georgia. I just want to reiterate that not everybody does that. I mean, well, what if everyone did like, wouldn't it work? I, I don't think of it as angels. Usually I'll be like, I'm sending some of my energy, like Mm. someone who I know who was very sick one time. I was very worried that they were not going to get better. And I remember very intensely thinking like, I'm sending them a year of my life. I'm sending them like, (sighs) Oh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if this will make the cut or not, but like, I felt like I needed to do this for mm-hmm. some reason. And it wasn't like someone I've known since I was a kid. It was just at the moment, I was like, this is what I need to do to make sure that this person makes it. So maybe in the future, I'll just ask somebody else to go take care of this. Yeah, don't <laughs> take give them shit your- off the back end yeah. of my life. <laughs> but I just got chills when you said that, though. I was like, oh my God, what? Like, yeah. beautiful. Also, I would never do that. <laughs> I. Would never- <laughs> I- smoked way too much in my teens and up into Me my 30s too. I like I've already shaved off a ton of my life <laughs> right my mom no. used to always be like why would you do that it takes years off your life I was like yes the dentures and diaper years it's not like they're cutting out my <laughs> 40s and I'm like skipping it who cares I had this really weird um my dad had so I didn't grow up with my dad. My parents split up when I was five. And um, my dad had this gold ring at his house. It was a woman's ring. And I remember seeing it like a lot. And it had like a beautiful design on it. It was a thick gold band. And um, it was a wedding band. It was someone's wedding band. And it said inside, once in a lifetime, June 28th, 1964. Mm. Um, and I know this because I took the ring eventually at some point and because it fit me perfectly. It fit my like wedding finger perfectly. And I was like, oh my God, I love this ring. But I didn't wear gold a lot at the time. I was, I think I took it when I went to um, university. And then, and then I went to, so I had it with me. I had it in my jewelry box. And then I started wearing gold like in between like undergrad and grad school. So I was like, oh, I really like gold. I like gold. So I was wearing this ring a lot. I went to my brother's house for a wedding and I took the ring off one night and I stuck it in a vase on the mantle. And I said to my brother, because I remember putting it there and then going to sleep for for whatever reason. And then I left and I moved to Boston after that. I was living in New York, moved to Boston. And I called my brother and I was like, the ring, I left my ring at your house. It's in the vase on the mantle. And he was like, I got it. I see it. I'm just going to leave it right here for you. And I was like, okay, great. Um, pack up my apartment in New York, get into a U-Haul, move to Boston. I've got one suitcase that's just full of sweaters. So I moved to Boston in July. It's hot. And I have this, um, what do they call a wardrobe in my room. Mm -hmm. And on top of the wardrobe, I stuck this suitcase full of sweaters that was closed and just up there. 
um, before t asking my brother if the ring was at the house, I tore my place apart looking for it. And then he was like, oh, no, I've got it here. I'm like, okay, cool. Never went back. Didn't see my brother. 9-11 happens. Mm. So this was July of 2001. 9-11 happens. And then in October after that, I'm on the phone with a friend of mine in New York whose husband was a police officer. And he had, he had died suddenly of a heart attack. Mm. So we were chatting on the phone. And she was saying, like, they'd been married all these years. She was older than I was. And, you know, how she missed him and all the stuff. And we're having this whole conversation. And we're crying. And as I'm chatting with her, it was October. It was getting a little chilly. I go up to open the suitcase that I haven't moved since I moved in in July. And sitting on top of the suitcase, I not go, inside, dude. was the fucking gold ring. Shut up. I gotta go. And it was shiny like someone had polished it because it was tarnished <gasps> when I had it. But it was like this polished, shiny fucking gold ring sitting right on top of the suitcase. And I, and I thought I was going to lose my mind. Holy shit. Did your brother ever say like, oh, I must, I've lost it. Like, and did you yeah, ever he find out? He, okay, no, he couldn't. You, yeah. Did you ever find out from your dad where the ring was from? Like whose ring it was? Yeah, I think he said it was like, he used to work in, in Manhattan, like, you know, I mean, Greeks, you know, they do weird things. Like he was, you know, working at a restaurant here or working at a restaurant there. And I think he bought, I think it was a stolen ring he bought off someone on the street. I think it was like stolen out of someone's apartment and he was just no. or it was like one of his girlfriends he had a ton of girlfriends so <laughs> like I, I think he couldn't quite remember but it was like something it was something like that but the weird thing about it is when I eloped with my husband we eloped on June 28th <gasps> which is the same the date I still oh, have a ring wow yeah. can you send us a picture of it I don't have it here with me it's in LA in storage that's what you fucking oh. think well if you think hard enough about it go open no. that suitcase yeah. bitch Go look in the cupboard right now. <laughs> Girl, if that thing shows up, go look. It's, it's in your underwear drawer. Go swear look. To God. It's tucked in amongst your knickers in there. Go take a look. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Yeah, that was probably what? one of the weirdest things I think I can remember. From. Like, like I said, most stuff happens to me when I'm asleep. So I don't think of it as like weird paranormal shit i think like oh maybe i have a weird brain like you said joy like we have it's our imagination we're just imagining yeah. stuff right so because nobody sits you down and goes this is weird uh -huh. this is like very rarely i feel like we have guests on that we talk to and they're like i come from a long line of psychics or seers or whatever like we had alana on and she was saying it was something in her family that everybody had abilities I think also this is something that we discussed with Hadley. Um, uh, we had this wonderful woman called um, Hadley Mears on. Uh, she's a historical journalist um, who mostly specializes in the Los Angeles area. But she and I both had lived on the East Coast, like in the southern states below the Mason-Dixon. And one of the things we both were t discussing is the fact that there's something about that older side of the country that was settled kind of first um, mm -hmm. or stolen first, if we're going to mm -hmm. be completely honest. Yep. But anyway, um, that in the South, ghost stories and talking about this stuff, it's not taboo. It's just it's a part of the culture. It's a part of the, the lexicon. And, you know, the the whole coming from, like Joy saying, the Western culture, I feel like, you know, the further east you go, 
And these countries and the cultures that have been around for so fucking long, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's talked about because it's just how it is. It's not. But I mean, like more specifically than ghost stories. I mean, like, oh, no, I don't mean yeah. ghost stories. I mean, like things that happen in families, like you've got with your family, like the the right. Shit. Like I mean, like the the right. long history of like we have these yeah. abilities and we can see things and stuff. I feel like that is just not. I don't know. It's just not as common or not as talked about. It's not as open. Well, yeah, because it's not. It's not seen as being normal. You know but it's I mean? not revered. I mean, there no. are other cultures that revere that. Yeah. And they're like, you have this ability. Like, we don't, I don't feel like I've been in a culture in my upbringing where any kind of like ability like that, like being, being clairvoyant or sensitive or having premonitions, no one was like, this is great. And this means that you have a gift and we have people that do this and they can teach you how to hone this thing. I think maybe the the more major religions now of the world are less, they talk to God, but it is not that like direct connection that other religions and cultures No, because if you're getting direct messages, like, and that's the thing about growing up the way that I did, is like, if you're getting direct messages from God, it's really not God, unless you actually like see the Virgin Mary and there is like a vision of her and then you know, your walls start weeping myrrh and frankincense, you know, like. Sure. But then there's so the majority of people who are Christians of some sort, if they see that, they're like, that's bullshit. Like oh. there takes such a level of convincing. Whereas I think there are other older religions and cultures who are like, yes, that is the way it is. You are seeing a vision and having a vision because that's a common thing that happens and people aren't weirded out by it. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Also, it, I mean, like the, the Salem witch trials just kind of oh sh- made everything shit. The bed on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That's true. I think if you're burning yeah. people and drowning people, right. then yeah. Like literally hunting people to kill horrifically. If you have a scary story of your own that when you listen to us, you think, oh, I should send my stuff in, email us at theresidualspodcast at gmail.com. We also have Instagram, the underscore residuals underscore podcast. And I think we have a Twitter too, don't we, Joy? We do. We definitely have a Twitter. It is at the residuals pod just that pod just that drop the cast for twitter we look forward to hearing from you yeah should we get back to the show oh heck yeah all right all right i was gonna tell emily my ouija board story oh we need a ouija (gasps) board story oh shit yeah i think it's uh, yeah so i think i was must've been 15 and it was my cousin Effie's 12th or 13th birthday party. And so it was just a bunch of girls at her house, maybe eight of us. And she got a Ouija. Yeah. And she got a Ouija board for her birthday. Why? (laughs) This is not a game. Happy birthday. Summon the devil. (laughs) So we're all in the basement and we've got it out and, you know, we're trying to get it to work and it's not moving. It's not doing anything. You know, it's not, 
and and we were all a little freaked out. We're like, you know what? Fuck, let's not do this tonight. We're not going to do it tonight. So we put it away. We had our sleepover. We wake up the next morning. We're up in the living room, lots of windows, lots of light. And it was sort of like an open floor plan. So you could, from the, the living room, you could see into the kitchen. And we're like, oh, let's bust out the Ouija board. You know, it's daytime, let's say. So it's me and one other girl. And we get on and... And everyone's still sort of waking up. We're not fully awake yet. So we get on and, you know, you ask, oh, is anybody there? And it just starts to move. And have you, you guys played with them before? Yes. So you know the difference between someone moving yes, yes. it and when it's like floating. It feels like it's floating under your fingers and it's like doing this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So this girl and I are like barely touching it and it just starts to move. And we're like, holy shit, right? Oh, you know. Are you, is that someone there? Yes. What's your name? I don't even remember at this point because I've totally blocked it out. Spells out. It was a, it was a girl. I remember it being a female um, entity and like, okay, it spells out her name. And we're just asking questions. When did you die? You know, are you in the, you know, are you in a good place? Like all this, you know, we don't know what we're asking. One of the girls was at the far end of the, of the living room and she was lying down on the couch and she was sleeping. And we said, is Christina asleep on the couch? Like, is she really sleeping or is she joking? And it was like, is she really sleeping? Yes, she's really sleeping. Can you wake her up? And it said, yes. I know, we're idiots. Do you have to leave the board to wake her up? Yes. Do you promise to come back to the board after you wake her up? Yes. You dum-dums. I mean, listen, at least you were like covering your bases. Covering our bases. Yeah. And then we were like, um, when are you going to wake her up? And it gave us numbers. It was like, I don't know, like 922, right? 922. And I could see the, um, the microwave from where we were sitting. And so then we just kept asking questions. We just kept asking questions. It kept floating. And all of a sudden, it just went goodbye like that. And we were like, so-and-so, are you there? Nothing. So-and-so, are you there? And I look at the microwave, and it's like 922. I go, you guys, 922. So we all turn and look at Christina and she's sleeping on the couch and it looked like someone pulled her hair and snapped her head back. Shut up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. To like wake her up. And then she wakes up and she goes, ow. And we all just went, ah. Like you got like eight girls screaming in your face. Holy and shit. And she was like, ow, my head. And then we quickly went back to the board and we were like, you know, so-and-so was, you know, are you there? Yes. Did you wake up Christina? Yes. And then we were like, okay, goodbye. And then like. Never played another Ouija board again. Never touched it again. They are a portal to hell. Like, I, I refuse to go near them. The fuck? Okay. Number one, holy fucking shit. Mm. Number two, y'all are like the smartest <laughs> Ouija board users I've ever fucking heard of. Like, listen, you're like a toddler ghost. So are you going to go do this? Great. What time are you doing it? Do you promise to come back here right after? And you even remember to say goodbye and you didn't like throw the thing across the room and run out screaming. Oh, this is a very good Ouija board story. <laughs> I mean, we had done our, re- I, like, I remember researching it because I'd never want, I was curious about playing with them and then never did. So, you know, I knew all about like the steps you had to take, oh my God. but I'd never actually done it. And then I was like, okay, we got to make sure that like no bad shit happens. And I was telling the story the other day and my daughter overheard it and she goes, what is this board? Like she got really curious. And I was like, no, no never. And she no. goes, 
well, maybe um, I can make a board one day where only light spirits come through. And I said, you think that hasn't been tried? I was like, you listen to me, girly. We do not (laughs) dabble in the dark arts. We do not dabble in the dark arts. And she was like, okay, mom. All right. Got it. Have you, wait, have you kids? Like how old are your kids now? They're eight. Okay. Have they, how old were you when you started experiencing things? Oh, I would have been like four or five. Have you mm-hmm. kids had anything? I don't think so. Besides Lenny sleepwalking and saying he's this old lady kept coming to him, which, you know, recurring nightmare type thing. Um, yeah, I they haven't really said anything. Like I sort of, I don't want to put anything in their brains, but right. I'll just say, oh, like, how'd you sleep? What were your dreams about? You know, things like that. Like I'll try to poke around mm-hmm. and see. And I always say to them, you know, if there's anything you want to talk to me about, just let me know. And they know I'm sort of witchy. Like they see me drinking my herbs and like, you know, doing my sage and all that shit. So putting my crystals in my bras. They, they, Wait, they kinda, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're probably so nice and warm. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I um, wear a bra, I'm in lockdown. We don't wear bras in lockdown. You're in the, you're basically in the middle of like nowhere in, in New Zealand right now. Yeah. Like in the woods, yeah. um, which is very different to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, just mm-hmm. a bit. Have you found anything? I don't know. Cause I, I, I would think I, you know, growing up in the countryside in a very rural area, there were certain spots that you would walk through and it's just like, oh, this is beautiful. It's lovely. I'm in nature. And then there were certain areas that you'd walk through and you're like, I need to get out of this woodland as fast as I fucking can. It's a, I feel like how do you feel so, over there? I feel like there's not a lot of like where, where you grew up and where we grew up, like on the East coast and stuff like there's history there. There's bloodshed there here. White people haven't been here for very long. And yes, there was, there were wars and stuff in the 1800s, but it doesn't feel, I don't know if I just feel more like it's wild nature. Like I'm just really feeling wild nature, especially where we live. Um, But I don't feel anything like there were a couple of times in the house. And this was when I was listening to the residuals podcast, in this house where I was like, oh my God, I totally can envision like a bloody corpse of a woman with stringy hair walking down the stairs coming toward me. But I was like, now nah, I'm just imagining shit. There's nothing. This house was built 30 years ago. No one died. It's been used as like a beach house, basically. No one. Yeah. The property is has been like native bush. No one's lived here really. I don't know. The- right, I have a follow-up question. Yeah. Unless you do you want to keep going. Well, no, I was just gonna say the thing about New Zealand for me is just the the Maori people and culture and traditions, mm-hmm. and it's just so deeply ingrained into the earth and and everything yeah. around there. It's just I don't know, to me, I I would love to go and visit one day and just I feel I don't know, I have this like dreamy vision that just going into nature is just like it hasn't been touched. It hasn't been corrupted. It, it feels very wild. Yeah. yeah. Like you can feel how mm-hmm. like the, energetically it's, it's wild. Like mm-hmm. there's, I, I have no control over it. It is really like you are a visitor here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Now joy. No, it's fine. Um, so we have established that you are sensitive <laughs> to certain things. 
Um, and I feel like I am too. And Emily certainly is. And we have all lived in cities a lot of the time. Um, do you feel like being out there? Because I know for me, sometimes cities are very overwhelming when I can sort of ping everybody else's moods without talking to them. Um, do you feel like the place where you are now, because you are removed from so many other people and you don't have neighbors on the other side of the wall, do you feel like you can sort of like spread out yourself a little more and you're not, you're just able to like relax more and not feel so closed up and tense? Yeah, I feel very, um, I definitely feel more grounded and I don't feel like the swirl of shit always coming at me. And I didn't realize that that's what was happening for so many years because I've just lived in cities for so many years. Right? right. And so the second we got here, I mean, we got here on, we were on vacation trying to run away from COVID in LA. Like we thought we were going to be here for five weeks. And oh yeah, so we landed March, 2020. And then four days later we were in a lockdown and then there was no COVID here for like a year and a half and now we're back in lockdown. But I feel like being here in a space where everything got really quiet for me and I didn't have to go to work. I didn't have to do anything. I was able to like hone in on my own energy more where I can, I have more access to myself. I feel like where I'm like, Oh, that's me in there and not yeah. everybody else's shit everywhere. That's so cool. Yes. Yeah, so I feel like I need that. <laughs> yeah. It's quieter, right? Like yeah. in LA, you feel like I would wa wake up and I would just be like, oh my God, you feel everyone's tension. Just everyone on the freeway mm -hmm. is like, you feel everybody trying to get places and, you know. And before here, I lived in New York City. Yeah. Same. So, I mean, I just have not had too much of a break. And I feel like anytime that I have lived outside of a city, I was in so much like, so much like personal turmoil in like weird slash bad relationships that like it didn't matter mm -hmm. where I was because the tension was at home. Yeah. So yeah, like the idea of, of trying to be away and just be with myself sounds really nice. Like where you can just like, <laughs> sound like a gross word maybe, but like just unfurl you know yeah, like just like gross? roll all of like yourself yeah. out because I feel like I am very like suck it in make sure that everything is ours and we're protected I just want to like exhale mm -hmm. sometimes no it feels yeah I definitely feel like I can open up more where I feel like um when you're in cities like you know everyone tells you to protect your energy like put yourself in a bubble and you know keep that inside and one of my friends recently said that they went to Andrea Pennycad. Yep. Yep. I've been to her. Yeah. I've been to her too. I saw Andrea Pennycad for my uh, concussion symptoms. I mean, I hear amazing things about her. She, um, but she recommended instead of like protecting yourself in the bubble, she said, pretend you have these giant wings coming out from behind you, like big angel wings and that your heart center is just shooting out. So that's what protects you is you being more opened up. Like you're shooting out this energy from your heart to just be like, like eradicate all this darkness around you. Mm. And then the wings keep you protected. So it's like opening you up more. I don't know how I'd feel if I were living in the city trying to do that, but like I've been sort of trying to do that here and it feels um, feels really good. It feels mm -hmm. more open and more powerful than just getting in my bubble. 
I haven't met her. I just know about her and mm-hmm. I've sent a lot of people to her. Um, I've been meaning, you know, to go and see her and then we got stuck here, but um, she's an osteopath and she's like, I don't do magic. I just do this thing. And there are not a lot of osteopaths in the U S but there are tons of them here. And I went to an osteopath here and I'm like, Oh, I get why people think it's magic. And, (laughs) and, and they do work energetically. Right. So you've Mm -hmm. got this whole, the idea of your chi and everything that you're working with Eastern stuff and Western stuff, like you're moving your organs and stuff back because they can feel all of that because mm-hmm. they're trained in it, but it's also working in a more holistic way. So I feel like that's why it feels yeah. like magic. Cause we're not tapped into, you know, looking at our bodies in that way. Well, we're tapped I, into I like, think the idea of somebody saying, yes, yeah, somebody can push on you very gently for an extended period of time and move your organ from one side where it's stuck to you to the place that it's supposed to be. And you're like, the fuck out of here like no they can't that's not how that works it's like oh no that is how that works because i felt it i felt it move yeah you don't need surgery yeah yeah Yeah. but it definitely does feel like magic and i am happy to call it magic i don't care i'll call it whatever as long as it works it's fine have you have you had any more dreams since being in new zealand i have dreams about um the dreams that have been coming up here are about demons in the house. So I always am in a house or an apartment and it's never New Zealand. It's always, it's either New York or LA and it's not a house I know, but I know it's the house I live in. And there's a whole area of the house that is not accessible to me because demons live in it and I can't get, so it's like, I live in these little parts of the house, but there's the whole third floor that looks old timey that nobody has gone into for centuries because there are demons in there and I can't go in there. Or if I need to get in there, because I know there's something up there I need to get, like I'll quickly run in and grab it and like run the fuck out because there's something right behind me coming to get me. Mm -hmm. This, this, Mm. uh, I'm, my eyes are watering. I wish, Um, yeah. This sounds very familiar. I have dreams like that too, where I'll be in a house that's my house in quotes, not my house, never been in this house. Mm -hmm. And it's not demons because that's not what scares me. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. you default to demons because that's what your mom said, but mine is always just ghosts of a nondescript sort of thing. It's just like ghosts. Yeah. Um, like dark energy, right? Like yeah. dark energy. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like, is it messages from the other side? Is it messages, people trying to tell us stuff that we're, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but those dreams I've had my whole life, but they've really amped up since I've been here. Like I'll have them. Every is, couple of weeks, there'll be one. Is that the unfurling? Maybe. Is it, you know, like, are you just more open now to receiving those things? Yeah. Could I don't know. Look into it a little bit more. Because it's it's a thing. They're dreams that terrify me. Like, it's terrifying. Right. Yeah. Oh, here's another dream. Yeah. Here's Uh-oh. another dream. And I'm just remembering that we're talking about how's it. So we're living with my mom in Pennsylvania. And her dream you know, she was divorced from my dad, had three kids. Her dream was to always have a house with French doors and a fireplace. Like that was kind of wood, wood floors, French doors and a fireplace. That's what she wanted. Um, so that's what she always wanted. We didn't live in a house like that. And I, there was a house down the street that was for sale. And she's like, I put an offer on the house down the street. 
it's like, we lived in a half a double. And so she was like, it's a standalone house. It has French doors. It has hardwood floors. It has a fireplace. It's beautiful. And we were really excited. We were like, oh my God, we're going to move into this beautiful house that we used to ride our bikes past. Like I knew exactly where it was. I have a dream that night that we're living in the house. We all have our own bedrooms. Like that was the exciting part, right? So we all have our own bedrooms, sleeping in the house, in a bed. My The door to my bedroom is open and I see a ghost go down the hall into my brother's bedroom and start dragging him out of his bedroom no. and pulling him down the hall. Oh God. No. So I wake up the next day and I say to my mom, I don't want to live in that house. And she goes, why not? And I said, something bad happened in that house. There's something bad in the house and I don't want to live in the house. And she goes, what did you hear? <gasps> and I said, mom. Gee, come on, mom. Oh, the goosebumps. I said, I didn't hear anything. I had a dream last night and this was my dream. And it was going for my brother. And I don't want to live in that house. It's scary to me. Turns out the house was for sale. Because the guy who lived in it killed himself in the kitchen, shot himself in the kitchen. So mom was getting a really cheap deal on it. Oh, no. But after I told her that, she pulled out of the offer. Oh, thank Good goodness God she almighty. listened. Thanks, so, Thanks yes. mom. Yeah. Because she was scared. To, you know, she's afraid of shit like that, too. So I think it's like, uh, mm. oh, my God. Not your dream house. because It's haunted, mom. I don't care if there's a fireplace. Good job, it's Georgia. My God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. This is when I make you guys do gratitude, which is just something doesn't have to be massive, just something like, I don't know, that today is giving you like that warm fuzzy. Oh, I'm really grateful for this. And um, Georgia, you're our guest. You go first. Mm, well, I do have to say that I'm grateful to actually get to socialize with people in this way. Yay! So I was super, that's, my first thing is I'm super grateful to get to see you both and chat with you because I've just been trapped for so long. Aww, so honey. this has been, this is filling my heart because I was Yay. pretty, I was pretty down today. Um, and then the other just big gratitude thing I have is also, I'm really grateful. I'm not in LA anymore. I'm not a hundred percent sold on this place, but I'm definitely grateful. I'm here and not in LA. You're like, this at least opened my eyes to like, yes, it needs to be not LA. Yeah. 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 That's good though. Good. Mm. Emily? Damn it. Ha <laughs> um, ha. Well, I was going to be, so, I mean. Um, you don't have to well, explain it. No. Um, I'm just going to get all scientific. I am really fucking grateful for the magic of medication uh for i having like a, a four-day migraine this week and waking up this morning without a migraine Yay. was glorious um it's just you know and ha having i you know and then i i know i've said this before but i just feel so much gratitude that the American healthcare system is so fucked. And I'm not saying it's perfect in the UK because it's not. It's oh, but not it's perfect so anywhere, but it's yeah. free. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but for so many years over here, they, they, and I'm sure it's like this everywhere, medical professionals will look at your record and they will see things that you've been diagnosed with and then immediately brush off what you're going to see them for and just put it on that 
pre that pre-existing condition. And so like, I just feel really grateful that I finally have doctors that are like, no, this is, we're looking into this. We're going to find a solution. Like I finally just got diagnosed with a heart condition that I've known I've had for Mm -hmm. like 15 years and that I kept being told, no, it's anxiety. You have anxiety on your record. Turns out I have POTS which is that every time I stand up, my heart rate goes into the 130s and it stays there for a really fucking long time. It's crazy. And it's like, I'm, I, it's, it's insane. And now I'm finally on heart medication. And for the first time, like, I'm, I'm able to stand next to my kid's bed and talk to her without thinking I'm going to fall over because I'm standing up. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, I just feel gratitude for, you know, not like I want to be taking enough medication that I I rattle when I walk, but I'm just happy that for right now, for this moment, I'm able to have a solution so I can be living in the solution and in the active search for the solution instead of um, just fucking stagnating in the problem. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Joy. Your turn. I am grateful because today we uh, unexpectedly got to drop in on our former pod friends that lived next to us in our old apartment. And basically we all kept each other sane through last year until, you know, we moved here in March. Um, But they're up in Glendale and we are here in Long Beach. So we don't all get together that much. And my son and their oldest, they're like the same age. They're like four days apart. So they're like the same age and they got to run around and they have a younger child who is now running around, which is hilarious to see because I haven't seen her in so long, that she's just like tearing through the house and doing stuff like a little human. And we got to hang out with adults that we love and laugh a lot and joke around. And it was great. So I'm very thankful for them. That's awesome. Yeah. I did a serious one. Or do you not do serious ones usually? No, usually, usually. I'm like thankful for Nutella. Yeah. <laughs> I am so thankful for Nutella. Nutella is delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep trying to get my child to eat more. I'm still, I'm also thankful for Nutella. Um, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> no, actually. Yeah. No, I'm thankful for um, Marmite. I went found Marmite at my English food store and I've been having midnight snacks of Marmite cheese sandwiches. Interesting. It's so Emily, I can send you some if you want. Well, I mean, if you can get it there, fine, but no, I can also I, send it to you. I normally like Vegemite, but I'm more of a Vegemite girl, but I've been, I, I couldn't find it recently. So I'm on my Marmite kick, but I can do a care package. Just let me, you just text oh, me seriously? and I'll send you. Yeah. I just Ooh. had, I just had my last Mr. Kipling jam tart. Ooh. Um, tonight I kept it. We've got, treat. you know, we've got more of the New Zealand Australian stuff. We get some of the UK stuff, but I can send you Tim Tams. Have oh, you had Tim Tams? Yes, I've had Tim Tams. <gasps> I can send the Tim Tams, Vegemite, and Marmite. Shit. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Honey, I don't know, all kinds of stuff. We'll figure it out. I appreciate it. I appreciate both of you. You're both wonderful, fucking magical unicorn ladies. I'm fine. Well, I love, I love that I finally got to meet you, Joy. This has been such a no, pleasure. Right? It's so weird. <laughs> I feel like I know everybody because I tried I to be on too. that Marco Polo thread and I was like, I can't keep up with this. I'm sorry, guys. No, I had to yeah. leave. I can't. 
Did you yeah. jump out? Are you are you done with I'm, it? I'm gone. There were 60 messages yeah. for me to catch up with. And yeah. I was like, no, can't do no. it. I can't. Although I don't even have the kind yeah. of child that lets me do things. Yeah. He needs to be involved in everything I'm doing. <laughs> are you in the bathroom? Yeah. Can I come in? You're five. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need me to do that. I keep forgetting at the old house, I had a little sign that just said privacy, please, under the doorknob in the bathroom oh. so you have to see it. And I keep forgetting to do it. I don't know why I forget to do it. I don't know yeah, what else I'm thinking about read. ever. Right. Yes. That's Mine why I like I, that's I, is it pink? I also put a, a <laughs> sign up on like the back door that just says, what can I do to help around the house? And I like listed a whole bunch of stuff. Oh. So it's like not chores. It's not a checkoff thing. You're not getting stickers. It just says like you need to send me a picture of that. I okay. need to see that. I mean, it's not anything like crazy. It's like make your bed, get dressed. No, like, I need to do that. Help mom with the groceries, like that kind of stuff, just to give him like an idea. I'm like, if you're gonna read everything, I might as well put stuff around that will be helpful right. for all of us. <laughs> I love chatting with you. It was so nice love to talk. Guys. Thank you so much. Until next time, sage your sofa. And don't be afraid of the dark. But I will. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You listen to me, girly. We do not dabble in the dark arts. We do not dabble in the dark arts.